Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. I haven't always been this confident in the resurrection of Jesus. The name's Thomas. It used to be Doubting Thomas. That's what my friends called me. Back when I used to doubt the resurrection of Jesus Christ, even after all my friends told me that he had indeed risen from the dead, my nickname, Doubting Thomas. Now, I'm not really upset that that people refer to me as Doubting Thomas. I mean, I used to doubt that Jesus rose from the dead. And I empathize with you. I mean, it does seem insane, right? You might not have been able to see the body of Jesus like I had. And so I get why it would be hard to believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead. But Jesus brought life back into my story. I'd like to encourage you all now to take out your storyline bookmarks. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my story, the story of Doubting Thomas. I'm trying to figure out the mathematical formula right now to see if Jesus actually raised from the dead. I mean, what is the probability of that? Have you ever seen anybody raised from the dead? That's that's absolutely insane. All his disciples, they kept telling me, all my friends, they were saying to me that they saw Jesus, that Jesus appeared to them. But how is that even possible? How is that even possible? They saw him get crucified. They saw the nails go into his hand. They saw the spears go into his side, and they saw the tomb closed, and the Roman soldiers were guarding it. I don't know. I don't know. How how is that even possible? They keep telling me, and I trust these guys, but that's insane. I don't think I'll ever know. I don't think I'll ever know. I don't don't trust them enough to to think that Jesus actually raised from the dead. I mean, that's so crazy. That's, That's so crazy. I guess I would believe if Jesus appeared to me right now and showed me the the stitch in his side and the wound in his hands. But other than that, got exactly a 0% chance. 0%. That's what I've come up with. The probability of Jesus raising from the dead. Insane. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. John twenty nineteen through 20 Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. John twenty twenty four through 25 All right, you guys. Uh, how many of you guys have heard this story about Thomas before? Like, just all you got to do is raise your hand. Right? So this, this is the story on why we call him Doubting Thomas. A lot of people, when they think of Thomas, who was the disciple of Jesus, they, they call him Doubting Thomas. And I think this is a fascinating story about this disciple. So let me just recap it really quick for you. So what happens in this story, this is a couple... Uh, not long after Jesus has risen from the grave. So Jesus has been crucified and he has been buried. And then a few days later, Jesus appears to all of his disciples, right? 
And they're all surprised, but they're also really excited because this is Jesus and he's risen from the grave. But there was one disciple the first time that he appeared to all the disciples that wasn't with them, and that was Thomas. And so they all obviously went and ran off to tell everybody. And when they got to Thomas, they're like, Thomas, you're not going to believe this, but Jesus has risen from the grave. Like he's alive. He was dead and now he's alive. And of course, Thomas in that moment was like, whoa, hold on a second. I don't know. I don't know if what you're telling me is true. Maybe you just saw somebody else. Maybe it was something else. I'm going to have a hard time believing that Jesus has risen from the grave unless I can actually, and he says this, unless I can take my fingers and I can put them in the nail holes in his hand and, and, and the, the hole in his side where the sword got him on the cross. And so Thomas says those things. And sure enough, just a few days later, Jesus appears to all the disciples again and Thomas is with him this time. And the scripture tells us that Jesus went right up to Thomas and said, Thomas, put your hands in the nail holes of my hands so that you can know that this is truly me, that I truly am Jesus and I've risen from the grave. And so Thomas does it. And when he does it, he realizes immediately, this is my Jesus. This is Jesus. And I, I can't imagine all the different things that were going through Thomas's head. Like, man, he, he truly is God. He truly rose from the grave. And, and he says, Lord, it is you. And Jesus says something very interesting back to Thomas. Jesus says back to Thomas, he says, you you know me better now. You, you have this great faith in me because you have been able to put, the, put your fingers in these holes and, and know this is really me. But greater are those who don't get to experience me in this way like you are, Thomas, who, who still believe. So I think it's a really interesting story. And here's why I find the story about Thomas interesting. It's because I relate a little bit to Thomas. There have definitely been times in my life and my walk with God and my relationship with Jesus where I have been like Thomas. I've doubted something about the Bible or I've doubted something about God or I've doubted something about Jesus. Uh, I'll tell you, some of these things happened to me when I was not far from your guy's age. My, my father was a pastor all, all growing up and so I lived in the church and grew up in the church and I always just believed, if my mom and my dad said that this is true, I believed that it was true. If my church leaders said it was true, I believed that was true. Until I got to a certain age, not far from where you guys are, when I started to look at some of the things that I had learned about God and about Jesus, and I started to think to myself, I just am not quite sure about it. I'm not quite sure about Jesus rising from the grave. I'm not quite sure that he is real like all these stories these about all these miracles i just i'm not sure i doubted it and i had this time in my life when i was going through that and i was i was kind of doubting some of these things anybody in here ever doubted something about the bible or about jesus or about god absolutely absolutely you can put your hands down and here i don't know about you guys but here's what happened to me during that time these were the feelings that i had when I started to doubt these things, the feelings I had were I started to feel a little bit of ashamed that I was doubting. I started to feel kind of guilty that I was doubting these things that I felt like I, I should believe in. Um, I didn't want to tell anybody that I, I had these doubts. I didn't want to share it because I was kind of embarrassed about it. Uh, and also, to be honest with you guys, I, I was having a hard time wondering if I could say that I was a Christian 
or say that I was a follower of God because I had these doubts. Anybody in here, when you've doubted, ever had any of those feelings? Anybody ever felt that way before in any of your doubt? Absolutely. So this thing about doubt that Thomas was going through and that, all, that, that several of you guys in here have gone through, it's an interesting thing. And that's what I want to talk for just a few minutes about with you guys. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk to you two things about doubt. First, I want to talk about doubt itself. And then the next thing I want to do is talk about what we can do when we find ourselves doubting. All right? First thing about doubt. Second thing, what we can do when we find ourselves doubting. So here's a couple things about doubt that I want you guys to understand. Are you ready for this? Here's the first thing. The first thing is when you doubt about God and Jesus and the Bible and the things of your faith, When you have those times in your life, when you doubt, you are not alone in your doubt. I want you to know that right off the bat. You are not alone in your doubt. Because doubting is a little bit a part of our walk with God. It's a part of it. And so that means that I doubt your adult leaders around you. They've had times in their life where they doubt some things about the Bible and Jesus. Uh, And you know what else? I started to look at this. There are tons of people that follow Jesus and follow God in the Bible who also doubted. There are a whole bunch of stories like that. There's a story of uh, Abraham and Sarah, who remember he was the father of many nations and God called him to be the father over all of the Jewish people. And he and Sarah were these really old people when the angel came to them and said, you're going to have a child. They had no children. They said, you're going to have a child. And Sarah, Abraham's wife laughed she doubted that god would be able to do that and we know from the story that they had isaac and isaac had jacob and jacob had a whole bunch of kids and boom but they doubted but this is abraham you guys moses moses is somebody that we all look at right we go moses was amazing follower after god but right off the bat when god called him to go and to get the israelites out of egypt he doubted that he was the right one to do it And he didn't know if God could actually use him. And so he doubted that. And we know from the story that he was the one. God used him and delivered the people out of Egypt. So that's what I want you to hear right there. You're not alone in your doubt. So you don't have to be ashamed of your doubt. And you don't have to keep it to yourself. Doubt is a part of our walk with God. Here's the second thing I want you to know about doubt. When you doubt and you have doubts, it's okay. That is an okay thing. It's not necessarily bad that you have doubts. And here's why I think we feel guilty when we doubt. Are you ready for this? I think it's because when we doubt, we are thinking that we're not believing. And I want you guys to understand that doubting and not believing are two different things. They're not the same thing. Doubting and believing are two different things. Doubting is when you're considering whether something is real or true or not. That's what it means to doubt. To not believe means fully in your heart you have decided this is not true. But when we doubt, we're not doing that. When we doubt, we're looking at something that we have normally believed in and we're going, I'm just not sure about that. And that's completely different than not believing. Now I'll tell you this, not believing in God and the Bible and our faith in Jesus, that is a dangerous thing. Because that is not, that leads us away from the way that God created us to be. He created us to be with him, to live for all eternity. God is real and that is our purpose. And so when we don't believe that, we live outside of the purpose God created for us and that is dangerous. But to doubt just means you're considering. And here's what doubt does for us. 
Doubt actually leads us to questions. And if we take those questions and we search those questions out, that can actually lead us to a deeper faith in Jesus. Because as we search questions and search those things out, we can start to learn more about God and the Bible and Jesus. And the more that we do that, the deeper our faith can get. The deeper the things that we know and believe about God can get. So doubt is not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually okay because it can lead us into a deeper relationship with Jesus. But having said that, you guys, here's the third thing I want you to hear. Even though it is okay at times to doubt, it's not okay to stay in doubt. You don't want to stay in doubt. Let, 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 me, let me show you this verse in the Bible, what it talks about doubt and the danger of staying in doubt. Let me read this, and we're going to put it up here on the screen for you. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So what this is saying is when we're in doubt, let me explain this. It's it's saying doubt, people that are in doubt are like a wave that's being tossed back and forth by the wind. And I think that's a perfect picture because here's what happens when we doubt. First, we believe this, and then we're not sure, so then we're kind of going over here, right? And then, uh, but maybe, maybe I believe it, but I'm just not sure. And we stay in this tossing and turning back and forth. And I promise you this, if you stay in that, more than likely you're going to move towards not believing in God. More than you're going to be towards believing in God. So even though it is okay that we doubt, it's not okay that we stay in doubt. And so here's what I've learned through my life. You ready for this? I've learned that when I'm in doubt, I need to search it out. And that's like a little rhyme that I can't remember when I came up with that when I was younger, as I was going through doubt that I've always learned. When in doubt, search it out. Say it with me. One, two, three. When in doubt, search it out. Say it again. When in doubt, search it out. One more time really loud. When in doubt, search it out. That's the key to doubt. When we search doubt out, it leads us, or it can lead us into a deeper faith in Jesus. And here's how I think that looks for me. And I want to share this with you. For me, there's a couple steps that I go through to search out my doubt when I'm in the midst of it. The first thing I do is actually at the beginning of that verse. Can you guys put that verse back up here for me? Look what it says at the very beginning of the verse. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom... You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So the very first thing I do when I want to search out a doubt that I'm having about God, Jesus, or the Bible is I get down on my knees and I ask God to give me wisdom and to help me out. It's the first thing. I pray and say, God, I have this doubt. I still believe in you, but I know that you can give me the wisdom to help me understand this doubt so that I can know more about you. That's a prayer that I pray. So I do that. That's the first thing I do is I pray. The second thing I do is I I start to form questions about my doubt, but I can then go search out. So I start to go, okay, this... I have this kind of doubt. I'm doubting about this. Why am I doubting it? And from the why that I'm doubting it, I begin to build questions that I can then go search out. So I want to I want to see if we can do this with somebody. And Sam is going to bring something out here. I didn't want to leave out on stage the whole time. He's going to bring this out to us. Um, Okay. 
Okay, it is not a bucket of chicken. I actually have a snake in this bucket that I caught in my backyard. Now, here's, here's my question. How many, people have, how many people have a doubt in their mind right now that I actually have a snake in this bucket? How many, people, for, how many people truly believe right now Patrick's got a snake in this bucket? How many people believe it? Do you just believe there's a snake in here? How many people in here have a, you're just not sure. You're like, I just don't, you're doubting that I have a snake in this bucket right now. All right, I need somebody that would come up here because I want to ask some questions. I want to ask some questions. All right, Wyatt, come on up. Okay. Wyatt, you, I wish, I don't have a, Let's see if, I wonder if, I don't know if we can get this to work, but let's find out. I'll, I want you to hold this. Why, why, you doubt that I actually have a snake in this bucket, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why, let's talk about it really quick. Why do you doubt? What, what are the thoughts going through your mind on why you would think I don't have a snake in this bucket? Um, how would you get a snake in there if it's like. So how would I get one inside here, right? Yeah. yeah. What, hold on, hold on. Shh. Let's listen to Wyatt. What else? What are some other thoughts going through your mind as to why you would um, doubt that I have the snake in here? I personally like don't like snakes. So you don't I, like snakes. So I like. So you're kind of hoping like, I don't have a snake in here? Yeah. Okay. One more thing. Give me one more reason why you don't think I have a snake in here. Why you doubt it? Um, because it's in a chicken bucket. Because it's in a chicken bucket. Okay. So those three things, Wyatt. Let's really quick. We got to do this fast. Okay. What questions can you ask to figure out the answers to what you're trying to decide right now? What are some questions um, that you would ask me? Open it. Oh, well, that's a, that, you just want me to open it. Give me a question or two, right? Um, so, so one of your things, what was your first thing? You didn't th- you, how I got it in the bucket in the first place, right? So what would be a question that you would ask me about getting the snake in the bucket? Did you get hurt? Did I get hurt putting the snake in the bucket? Uh, you know what? I don't like snakes either, so I was able to get it in there without getting hurt. But that was a good question, right? Good question that he asked. One more question. Did you just like grab the bucket? Hold on. Shh. What's that? Did you just like grab the bucket and put it in there? Did I just grab the bucket and put the snake in there? Uh, I mean, I tried to figure out how I could get it in there, but guess what? That was a good question. Do you guys see what he's doing? He's taking things that he's not sure about and he's formulating questions around it. That's what we want to do with doubt. Would you like to see if I have a snake in this bucket? Uh, huh? Kinda. I will show you. <laughs> Here it is. You guys want to see if I have a snake in this bucket? You tell me. I don't have a snake in the bucket. I have a rubber snake on a string in the bucket that moves when you open the bucket. He's exactly right. No snake. Give Wyatt a big hand. Thank you, Wyatt. Thank you. So, so that's the second thing. And I want to tell you the last thing really quick. So when I'm, when I'm in doubt, what do we do? When we're in doubt, we, when we're in doubt, we, First thing we do is pray and ask God for wisdom. The second thing is we formulate questions. And then the third thing is you search those questions out. Listen, shh, 
Listen, listen, you search those things out by number one, going to the Bible, and number two, going to an adult leader or a mentor in your life that knows about the Bible. So you pray, you formulate questions, and you search those questions out through God's word and through the people that God has called into your life to teach and lead you. Those are the things that have helped me as I've been in doubt. And I promise you guys, if you can, when you're in doubt about God and the Bible, and you can search that out, God will be faithful and he will lead you to deeper levels of your faith and your belief in him. He will do it every time if you search it out. So don't stay in your doubt. It's okay that you doubt, but make sure that you search it out. Let me pray. Father God, we love you so much and we thank you, Jesus, for teaching us and we thank you that it's okay to doubt. Uh, We thank you for the story about Thomas and that uh, he gave us a good example of someone who uh, doesn't just doubt, but he searched it out. He came to you. He, he asked questions, and, and he got to know you better. And that's what we want to do, God. So I pray for every one of these students, when they find doubt, when things come in their lives that they're not sure that they believe about you, I pray that you give them the spirit to search it out. Help them to pray to you, God. Help them to formulate questions that they can ask and surround them with people in your word that they can go to to get the answers to those questions. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for this message. It's in your name we pray. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.